0: Pharmacy rob- robberies are a big deal in our province and getting worse, really. Um, I think, you know, this has always been a problem or at least has been for several years. But if you take a look at the trend, okay, now just this is from the Edmonton Police Service. 2019, eight pharmacy robberies. Not good. 2020, it goes up to 18. So far this year, 39 the trend is pretty clear. Now there's a number of groups that are working to try and come up with a plan to stem the tide here, and obviously it's important. So we're going to chat with Greg Eberhardt. Greg is the register of the Alberta College of Pharmacy. Greg, thank you for your time today. appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much, Shane. So I talked about the Edmonton numbers there and what we're seeing, and I imagine it's a similar trend right across the province, right?
1: Well, it's, it's actually much worse than that in Calgary. If you look at the period between... Um, Uh, September 2020 and August 2021, there were 89 robberies in Calgary, and those numbers continue to increase. 89? We've actually seen the the, um, incidence of robberies uh, shift a little bit between Ed and Calgary periodically, but that's certainly where most of them are occurring.
0: Um, so when we take a look at what's going on here, who's, who's coming together to try and see if you can come up with a plan to address this? I know, obviously, um, you're involved, but who, who's joining you at the table?
1: Sure. We're, we're happy to be engaged with the RCMP, the Edmonton Police Service, and the Calgary Police Service. Uh, as well as the Alberta Pharmacists Association. And we all have an interest in trying to curb this trend in the interest of the safety of our communities and the safety of the pharmacy teams and their patients.
0: Um, what are we seeing with these robberies? I mean, have not only the number uh, increased, but are they becoming more violent? Is there a concern there?
1: Yes, there is an indication of increased violence. Uh, we've seen situations where pharmacists have been pistol whipped. We've seen individuals where, or situations where, Uh, members of the public, patients of the pharmacists have been impacted. And above and beyond any physical trauma is the emotional trauma that goes along with this. It's quite devastating to experience something like this. And it's something that lingers in the minds of the individuals that have been impacted for a long period of time.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. It would be just uh, horribly traumatic. So I I was reading in some of the um, uh, reporting on this that it looks like maybe there's... I don't know if you want to call it organization, but certainly people who are doing this more than once and they're traveling and they're targeting different areas of the province. Have you seen that?
1: Well, I think that perpetrators are organized and perpetrators do travel. They'll often travel to, you know, where the path of least resistance is. As I've indicated, we did see some trending where there was a high incidence of robberies in Calgary. Things then shifted a little bit more towards Edmonton, and they've gone back and forth. We're now starting to see reports of robberies uh, in other parts of Alberta and in other provinces. So um, it's something that we need to be mindful of, not only provincially, but nationally.
0: Now, is this driven almost entirely by opiates? Is that the target? Is that why this is happening?
1: Opiates would be the primary target. Uh, and again, I believe that it's a symptom of the larger problem that we have across our communities with respect to... Uh, opiate use disorder and uh, the inappropriate use of these substances.
0: Obviously, you're working on a plan, but I know you've come up with some recommendations for pharmacies that they can put in place right now. What can you tell us about that?
1: We've provided recommendations to pharmacists and their teams uh, over the course of the past year, again, through the support of our policing agencies. Uh, Many of these alternatives are uh, preventative in nature. We've also provided them uh, education about what to do in the event that they do experience an armed robberies. But our environmental scan indicates that the most success successful uh, preventative measure is the implementation of time-release safes in pharmacies. These were implemented in British Columbia a number of years ago. And when implemented, along with supporting public relations and and, and public education campaigns, uh, they've essentially been able to curb the number of armed robberies experienced there to zero.
0: Wow. Okay. So these are pretty simple steps. You just, you know, and we, we see the sign when you walk in, right? You know, all narcotics are stored in a safe, we can't access it. Those kinds of things that can be done right away can make a big difference then.
1: Well, very much so. Evidence indicates that individuals who might be prone to uh, having an interest in an armed robbery, really want to enter the premises and exit as quickly as possible. And so if there is awareness that the pharmacist cannot access the safes, and access the narcotics in a timely manner uh, it is a, a, a method of apprehension.
0: Um, when you look at the the group that you've brought together that's now coming up with a plan to try and deal with this, um, what kind of things are you looking at? Are you seeing is there other jurisdictions that you can point to where they've had success in, in, in dealing with this?
1: Well, I want to emphasize that the single intervention that has been most successful is the time release safes. Obviously, there's other recommendations that have been provided, and we encourage all pharmacies to consider those, Uh, one being as simple as uh, minimizing the amount of cash and drugs that are kept on site, Mm -hmm. Uh, providing pharmacy staff with panic alarms, uh, possibly installing physical security measures such as remote locking doors. We don't prefer that last recommendation because, as pharmacists, uh, we are members of the health team, And pharmacy teams, as demonstrated through COVID, are amongst the most accessible of health professionals. So we want to be careful that as we uh, introduce recommendations, that we're not taking steps that are not going to inadvertently uh, jeopardize the public's access to the pharmacy services that they require.
0: You're so right. I mean, that's the fine line that you need to walk. It needs to be secure, but at the same time, it still needs to be accessible because, I mean, so many people rely on their pharmacists and have a personal relationship with them.
1: Well, very much so. And I think that uh, COVID has really demonstrated that. Uh, I think they've pl- all pharmacists provided a, uh, a commendable service. They've, they've maintained their availability and accessibility. Uh, many of them putting their professional responsibilities before their personal interests to make sure their communities can be served.
0: Excellent. Um, Greg, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate you joining us and best of luck with uh, whatever you come up with here. Obviously it's very much needed.
1: Shane, thank you for reaching out on this most important story.
0: Yeah, you bet. Thank you. That is Greg Eberhardt, who is the registrar of the Alberta College of Pharmacy. And, you know, I mean, there's always been pharmacy robberies, but some of the numbers that we're seeing in the province really were shocking to me. Uh, 89 uh, in Calgary this year. That's, that's frightening. You know, uh, it, it's, it, obviously they've always been a target, and it just seems to be getting worse and worse as we go along here. So, you know, like you said, some of the things that pharmacies are doing, and you've probably seen it you know, when you go to the drugstore with the time delayed safes that they store narcotics in. And I mean, do we want to get to the point where we have to have pharmacy staff with panic alarms? I guess we're there, you know, that's the kind of environment they're working in. Uh, More security cameras, maybe bringing in physical security measures like remote locking doors. Only time I've ever seen that before is, you know, at some jewelry stores and things like that, where you get buzzed in and you get buzzed out. So I'm not sure. And something as simple as limiting the amount of cash And drugs on site seems to be very effective. But uh, maybe we'll see some changes next time you're heading to the drugstore.